Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert. I'm here today with my non-reversed co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. Dr. Ravello, how are you? I'm good. I am facing forward. I am upright. I am so not reversed. No, you're not. <laughs> but what are we talking about today? The reverse abdominoplasty. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a reason why this this is tough. It is really tough. So let's it, it's, okay. So it, but it's it's not it's not that it's tough to do. Let's be clear. The reverse abdominoplasty is is an operation that can be done pretty readily. Well, let's explain what it is. Okay. So people can understand why we have such animosity <laughs> towards it. <laughs> It's not animosity. It's just that, like, as my as my daughter said, this is something you need to see, ignore, and move on with your life. Move on with your life. <laughs> but let's talk about why we do it when we have to, if we have to. I did it yesterday. Which is why we're talking about it today. I know. Because I was like, we need to air this out. <laughs> you went, you, this is what you did. You went, reverse abdominoplasty? Jay, we got to talk. <laughs> Sounds about right. Right. I mean, it is. It's one of those things. So, by the way, and I have seen good ones. Oh, I think we have to explain our terms because no one knows what we're talking about right now. Okay. We're just leaving them like Shoot. Hanging. What's the reverse abdominoplasty? Well, let's start with what a traditional abdominoplasty is. Sure. And then we'll go to the reverse. So, traditional abdominoplasty is for patients that have excess skin of the abdomen. And it's typically done through an incision that goes hip to hip, like a big smile, you know, along the lower abdominal pubic area. And through that incision, you can pull down the extra skin, remove it, and suture it back up. Right. Plus bring minus the bell, bring something the with the button, belly button. Right, yeah. belly button through the wall. Yeah, it's like bringing down a window shade, trimming off the excess. You pop the belly button. The belly button stays attached to the abdominal wall, and you pop it through the skin flap and sew it in. Right, at a newer level. And in that way, you're able to remove all of the extra skin, both above the belly button and below it. Footnote, the, see the abdominoplasty, abdominoplasty. mommy makeover <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and here's the thing about the belly button, why we kind of keep coming back to it, is the belly button really is a tether for the skin. Um, no matter, if, you, if the belly button is left in place and it is not uh, cut around and moved around in space, if you just leave it exactly where it is, you can pull as hard as you want on that lower abdominal skin and you are not going to get that upper abdominal skin, the skin above the belly button to move. That um, belly button is a tethering point. So if you need to get to that upper abdominal skin, you either have to do something with the belly button, release it, move it in space, or you can do this procedure, otherwise known as a reverse abdominoplasty. This is for patients that maybe don't have extra skin of the lower abdomen, but they are starting to see or they have looseness of the skin of the upper abdomen. So they don't want to do the full lower incision because they don't think they need it, but they want to do something about the upper skin. Correct. And that's what I've seen is patients come in and they kind of put their hands under their breasts and they pull up and they go, why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do this? And that is how the reverse abdominoplasty was born. So the reverse abdominoplasty puts the incisions under the breast. So the fold there is called the inframammary fold, the IMF. And there's a very distinct structure that separates the breast from the abdomen. And you can put an incision in it, dissect under all the skin down to the belly button, pull it upwards, and then cut off the excess and hide your lines 
hide, not really hide in quotations, hide your incisions under the breast. But what's the problem with those incisions? They do need to be connected in the middle. They need to be connected in the middle. Because think about that. If you don't connect them in the middle and you just keep them under the breasts, you're pulling up all the extra skin on the left side, all the extra skin on the right side, and then there in the middle, you're not moving anything. So no. the part that bothers them the most, directly above the belly button, is still loose and floppy. So you have to connect those lines across the midline to be able to remove the extra skin that is in the midline. Which means a scar that is smack dab in your cleavage. Smack dab in your cleavage across Boom. the sternum from one side of the chest to the other. That, my friends, is the reverse abdominoplasty. And I've seen them, uh, and evidently we did one when you were a resident. We did. As you reminded me. You were like, oh, guess what I did today? I was like, oh, yeah, we did that with you when I was a resident. I was like, you're like the man for reverse abdominoplasties, apparently. You've done two that I know of. There are oh, others. So why, so tell there me, are others. I'm sorry to tell uh, you. I just, I'm just not going to talk about them, but there are, there are others. So um, why do you do them? I think because I break, you know, they wear me down. The patients. It's usually the patients that just come with this idea. We do not suggest this operation. Ever. Ever. I can't believe we're doing a podcast should tell about you it. something about it. It is always brought to us and requested by the patients. I am going to say that the patients are pretty happy after. So, it's because they come in knowing they're going to have that scar. They, they've asked for it, so they're okay with it. And Correct. if they heal well which it seems to be that the patients that ask for it know that they heal well. So they're like, I'm cool with that. I just want this skin gone. And they're going to wear a bikini that has a bar between the, you know, the two cups, et cetera. And they're, they're, they don't need it to be like no scar. They're okay with it. Yeah. And I've seen them from other surgeons. I have a patient I did a uh, revision rhinoplasty on who'd had a reverse abdominoplasty and it was really spectacular. And she was very happy with it. And she had the scar across the sternum and yeah. she was like, yeah, you know, I, I still wear low cut things. It's like people don't know what it is. It's not a big deal. So, okay. And yeah. then also I had a patient from Hotlanta that had one as well. Uh, and it, and it looked great. And you know, who am I to, to judge? Because you know, my patient who came in, I've done, I've done like a lot of different stuff for her, uh, facelift, nose, breasts, things like that. And she was like, this is what I want. And she did the move. She did the, I need a reverse abdominoplasty move. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, but you know, you got to understand and you need to like, what is your husband like, you know, like going through all that. Mm -hmm. And then two minutes later, she was like, okay, let's do it. Okay, here we go. My only concern about that scar, well, I have a lot of concerns about the scar across the sternum. A, that it's, it is visible, but B, like scars in the midline, in the sternum, they have a higher chance of keloiding compared to other scars in the body. So even if you do scar really well, maybe say on your breast lift or something like that, any scar that goes across the midline in the sternum area, a little bit higher chance of being thick and raised and not healing great, which is an awful place to have a not healing great scar. So that's another hesitancy I have. But let's talk about what the other options are for these patients. So typically these patients maybe haven't had a baby, so they don't have a lot of extra skin. 
Um, they don't need to have their stomach muscles repaired or put back. They don't have a rectus diastasis. Correct. And the only thing that's really causing them concern is that they are getting older and their skin has lost their elasticity, so it's starting to hang. And it's hanging over the belly button, not so much the lower abdomen. They never had kids. That area is not stretched out. It tends to stay tighter longer. So what are the other options for these patients if we don't do a reverse abdominoplasty? Well, you can do uh, some of the non-invasive techniques, like mm -hmm. the body morpheus is one. Body morpheus, the Renuvion and or body tight, yeah. which are radiofrequency energy devices applied to the undersurface of the skin from inside the body. Well, the morpheus is, is uh, an external device. And the, what? No, well, I, said, I said Renuvion and body tight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those yeah. two they're, go they're, under the skin. They're under the skin. They're under the skin. Yeah, Renuvion is an option, which is a uh, basically a plasma laser. It's a, it's a cautery device where the charge, the energy is delivered down, basically down a gaseous sort of pocket that you make with helium. Right. In the in the space between the skin and the the muscles, and we like the Renuvion. It works. Renuvion works. It's not the same as cutting out the skin, but it nope. does provide you the highest level of tightening that you can get from a non-excisional way. And then the body Morpheus um, is applied on the surface of the skin, similar to a laser. Stamp, 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 stamp. You can do that right. a few times. These are things that are options for tightening the skin. The other thing you could do is a traditional abdominoplasty. The problem with these patients is that they usually don't have enough skin to be able to remove the section of skin from the lower incision to the belly button. And so what you're left with is the opening where the old belly button used to be sitting. And so it has to be closed as a vertical line somewhere in the lower abdomen. And so the trade-off is that you can get all the extra skin pulled down tight, tight through that lower incision, but you also have an additional, you know, one, one and a half inch vertical incision in the lower abdomen. And that's the trade-off for that. Right. Which is not the end of the world. I've seen a lot of that actually. And, um, I, I have I don't do that a lot. I try not to do that. But you know the vertical is the vertical, and it, it's it, you know it is what it is. It's a scar. It can look like a like a laparoscopic port site or whatever. It, right. it, it, the patients aren't too bothered by that they if really their if their skin is tight. Yeah, they, they, is, uh, they, they need to look tight. You know, they want to be, want tight, to be tight. <laughs> tight, doctor. I want to be tight. So they really want that, and they yeah. they go through that. Uh, that was my gold member impression from mm. uh, uh, the movie from a little while back. But the um, that that scar is tolerable to me the reverse abdominoplasty scar so there are other there are other problems with the reverse which i have seen i saw one where they did not connect in the middle this was a long time ago this was like in like 2005 or 6 when i first started practice this patient came in she said well i had a reverse abdominoplasty but i think it needs to be revised and she showed me these scars that had drifted mm. under the inframammary fold they were like three or four inches Oof. like half moons under the the breast with no connection in the midline and mm. it was awful it's gnarly they had drifted apart like they just looked terrible and i was like Oh my God, what is this operation they did? She's like, well, it's a reverse abdominoplasty. And my point was they should have connected in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked like they just like wedged out some, some skin, skin and closed it. Yeah, they probably and didn't, didn't undermine. close the deep, the deep fascia. Like there's ways you can do that 
to make sure yes. that the scars don't drift. But that that is always a concern. I mean, gravity is going to pull on these scars, so it's always a possibility that the scars could drift below the breast. Um, the the and the fold itself that is that is a very functional fold. It is designed yeah. to hold up the breasts and keep them in place. So you really have to be meticulous with how you suture it back together. You know, make sure that you don't mess up the fold of the breasts now. And I will tell you that yesterday when we did do this, I did pro progressive tension sutures the whole way up, uh, you know, basically three or four rows of them, uh, especially in the midline, because I was like, you know, if I can stick this flap down, A, I don't need drains, which is great. So I did a drainless abdominal, uh, reverse abdominoplasty. Good job, doctor. Do I have to like social media that out now? Yes. No, because this is something that you're going to see, <laughs> ignore, and move, and move on, on with, with your life. life. <laughs> Words of wisdom from Jay's daughter. The, um, so that is, I think, really important to do those progressive tension sutures because that, that looked good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When it was done, we were like, all right, that does look good. I mean, it makes sense because it's that move that all of us do when you're trying to tighten up your stomach. Oh, just do this. Just, just do, do this. this. Why can't you just do this? Just lift this. It's like when you're getting ready for I your facelift and you, I just, can you just do this? Yeah, like, just do this. Here, give me the stapler. Well, that I'm is the move. That That is the move. So I, I can <laughs> see why it would look good. You just, you got to get a handle on those scars. Yeah, as long as you're cool with the scar across the sternum. And and this patient does heal extremely well. Like, I mean, you can't tell there's, there's facelifts, nothing. Like, it's like you go look and you got to really look. Yeah. And so. you got to be, I think you probably have to be on the thinner side too, because if you're moving a big, thick flap, you're going to get a bulgy oh, no. dog ear in the center part, you know, where the fat's going to sort of bulge up. So yeah. I think you got to be a little on the thinner side with not a whole lot of extra fat. Like this is like a really a skin only procedure here. Yeah. But you do have to undermine all the way down to the belly button. That was the, you know, it was interesting because one of the my assistant was like, oh, why, do we, why do we have to undermine all the way down to the umbilicus? I was like, because the whole where point she has is the, loose skin. the skin is loose down there. So yeah. if you just pull the, the top part, the rest is still fixed the in position. The part that's bothering you her have to undermine is all the, the way. skin hanging over the belly button. Yeah, so yeah. you, you, you have down to undermine there. all the way down you to can. the belly button so that that skin comes up. And when we were done, her, her belly button was actually sort of smiling up. <laughs> no. It was nice. And you know, she saw it today and was like, oh, yeah. That's what I wanted. I was like, I know, I know. Let's, you know, let's, you know, let the scar gods, you know, shine upon this scar and heal well. Because if it does, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And if, and if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody's Nobody happy. happy. <laughs> so hopefully it's going to be good. But uh, it went very well. And I think it's good that we talk about it because I, I know it gets done. Yes. And, uh, obviously. Yeah. And, and evidently I've done some. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. You, you recalled that pretty quickly too. You're like, oh yeah, we did one of those. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know, if it works, people want it. It's it's an option. Uh, but I, you know, I think we've said everything we need to say about this procedure. Are you going to do one? Yeah. Uh, never say never. Okay. Never say never. I think that works. In that case, Dr. Ravella, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210.